Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We're still chronicling it, right? I think so. In a different way. We are your hosts. My name is Chris Elphick, I think. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week, uh, we're still going to be talking about, well, kind of going to be all over the place. Uh, Not a ton happens in January. It's cold. If you like the cold, maybe you, you go out skiing or sledding, ice skating. I don't know. Maybe you just stay inside. There's not a lot going on in January. Movies, video games, not a lot gets released. Like, take a look at what's playing in movies right now. It's pretty shit. It's just, yeah, or like holdovers from, from December. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, sometimes cool stuff happens. I, I guess some of the Super Bowls happened in the 90s, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, in January. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, well, no, that's it's totally a, it's, what I meant. No, it's a February thing. No, but it wasn't always a February thing. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the 90s, we had some in January. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, although oh. now I'm less sure of that because... No, I think you're right. I think they gave players... Like, there was a, a longer break instituted between the final, like, playoff game and then the Super Bowl. Okay, because, like, uh, you actually watch football. Correct. And, you know, there's, there's cool shit. I guess the president gives the usual, the state of the shithole, you know. <laughs> we did it. What we're trying to get at here is that we're not going to talk about one specific thing that takes place in January, but about stuff that happened in the 90s and probably in multiple Januaries. Yeah, that's a thing. So the 90s were a time of self-discovery. The world was at its most accepting thus far, and technology was quickly propelling us toward the millennium. It was a time to learn. Most of us growing up in the 90s learned how to blow bubbles with bubblegum. Not me. I was, I think, 19. Jesus. I still don't really know how to blow bubbles. That is insane. And there was a lot of gum to choose from to get it done if you knew what you were doing, apparently. Yeah, there, there is some skill to it. Basically, most of the shit that we just mentioned, I don't know how to do. Chew gum, ice skate. I can sled because that just involves sitting down. What is your favorite gum and why is it Big League Chew? Uh, I don't I don't like Big League Chew. That's in what? What? I, they're all produced by the same people, I think. How dare you? Big gum. So are all sunglasses, but you still have a favorite pair of sunglasses. I think basically all the gum that we're going to be talking about is my favorite. Nowadays, I guess I go a little bit more for like the, the dentine ice or... Actually, the gum I go for is the gum that someone offers when they say, Hey, do you want a piece of gum? Oh, every time I do. Also, this week, we're going to be talking about something that dates back to the 1920s. Betty White. Just kidding. Uh, Pogs. But maybe we should also talk about Betty White. Betty White's, she's still kicking. She's she's, 95. She's literally older than sliced bread. But first, this. Stuck in the 90s is brought to you by the sheer power and badassness of the names Ben Savage and Ryder Strong. Fuck. I don't think ever has a TV show been graced with two of their leading actors having names of this magnitude. Like Admiral Ackbar could not repel names of this magnitude i have nothing to even add to this they're just great fucking names yeah like what's the like the i don't know the call the calls on set what were they like savage strong we need you on set oh my god they're making the best action movie of all time i wish you know what would be fucking amazing like boy meets world has been done forever girl meets world is done now what if they just acted together 
and did like a movie, just something, you know, like uh, like how Seth Rogen and James Franco always do movies together. Oh, you okay. know, some Vince Vaughn, some Owen Wilson stuff, just Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito for three different movies. You know, why not just like just on the poster, savage, strong. Fuck, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah, that's actually the end of the podcast. This is the best thing we've ever written. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Peace. that's really all you need to know about the yeah. '90s. Uh, we should probably. Oh, okay. Probably let's on. let's do a little bit of '90s news now because yes. today is Saturday for us recording. Tomorrow is Sunday, and tomorrow is also the last day that Sears will be open in Canada. Should we be sad about that, or? I don't think we should. They fucked the dog. They yeah. They, it's their own fault. They dug their own grave. I do fondly remember Sears. As we talked about last month, the Wish Book was. It was so good in the 90s. I remember ordering a Megazord off of the Wish Book and having it delivered to Video 2000, our local pickup point, and it was just cool. But yeah, fuck Sears. Another one bites the dust. And I don't know who's next. Who do you think is next? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, you have to assume that the Bay is just going to gobble up all of the people who shopped at Sears, so they're probably fine for a while. For a bit. I mean, the Bay hasn't done and I haven't thought really about the Bay much. You know who's next? I hate saying this. Canadian Tire. I don't. Are they are they still a Canadian business? I think so. That may be the only reason I don't want them to fucking burn in a fire. I Wow. You feel strongly about this. I ordered floor liners for my car literally a month ago. What day is it today? The 13th. Yes, literally one month ago. And they're still not here. Canadian Tire, get your shit together or you will go out of business. If I order something, I want to hear... I, I want some communication within a month. A courtesy email. Hey, we're still working on this. Sorry about the delay. Canadian Tire, get your shit together or fuck off. Also, Canadian Tire money. I kind of want that back. Are they Canadian? Are you looking this up? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. I, I think they are? Because, like, I do like the idea of Canadian-owned businesses. That's one of the things with Sears. I don't think... Yeah, Sears has never been a Canadian-owned business. So, them crashing and burning? Not a big deal. Target, their whole 14 months of existence in Canada? Not a big deal. There's something... Even Hudson's Bay. Hudson's Bay hasn't been canadian owned in a while so if they want to if they want to go belly up all the power to them uh i mean minus the potential job loss that'll suck yeah the job loss the job loss always hurts i still can't find whether or not canadian tire is canadian owned Eh, we'll get back to that next week i don't know maybe i'm just bitter you know i bought a pair of skates from uh from canadian tire skates are fun so like last week so that was that was nice i found a size that fit they had free skate sharpening so you know I got some all over the place on this. All right, let's get into our spotlight, which, as we mentioned, is on one of Earth's most beautiful creations, Pogs. Remember Pogs? Yes. They're back. I love it. In elf form. Ooh. But they're not. I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know what Pogs being in back in elf form would be. Uh, Elf comes back on the air and just talks about Pogs all day. Or Elf travels the countryside eating cats and trying to bring back Pogs. I love it either way. Yeah, man, that'd be cool. Let's take a look at some Pog history. The game Pogs, which started out as milk caps, actually, possibly... Yeah, caps were lame. Well, yeah. Possibly originated in Maui, Hawaii during the 1920s or 30s, 
or possibly had its origins in Menko, a Japanese card game uh, very similar to Milkaps, which had been in existence since the 17th century. I think the Maui origin story is the one I was familiar with. I didn't know about this Japanese company. Yeah, there, no, there's just a Japanese game that's kind of similar. Oh, okay. There was no company behind the game? No, It was just no. like a Jax sort of thing? Exactly, yeah. Oh, okay. It's like you throw shit at other shit and hope that your shit turns around. Those Lots are shit. Yeah, those are good games. Yeah, those are written in the official rules. Just, I don't know how to translate shit into Japanese. Mm. The name Pog comes from the uh, Haleakala, we're going to go with? Yeah. Dairy of Maui. They sold a mixed fruit drink in a glass bottle with a cap under, uh, with a cap under the, well, under the cap, with the brand name of Pog. In 1955, uh, they discontinued using the glass containers, but continued making caps to allow the game to be played. The 1990s revival is credited to someone with a silly name, stick with me, Blossom Galbizo? Galbizo? Galbizo sounds a little better, but I don't know if that's accurate. Credited to someone with the first name Blossom, a teacher and guidance counselor who taught at Wailua Elementary School in Oahu. In 1991, Blossom, Blossom. yeah, introduced the game uh, she had played as a little girl to a new generation of students, soon incorporating milk caps into her fifth grade curriculum as a way of teaching math and as a nonviolent alternative to other popular schoolyard games, including dodgeball, which is a great schoolyard game. Dodgeball? I love dodgeball. I mean, violence in general is a... Always it's an interesting schoolyard game. Always fun. The game quickly spread from Oahu's North Shore, and by early 1992, Stanpak Incorporated, the small Canadian packaging company that had been manufacturing the milk caps distributed by Haleakala Dairy on Maui, in fact, the same caps that were collected um, by this lady for her class, was printing millions of milk caps every week for shipment to the Hawaiian Island chain. The game soon spread to the mainland, first servicing in California, Texas, Oregon, and Washington before spreading to the rest of the country. By 1993, oh yeah, this is definitely a fun plague. By 93, the previously obscure game of Milk Caps, which had almost been forgotten, was now played throughout the world. So the Simpsons lied to us. Steve Allen did not invent the Pog. True. So Milk Caps returned to popularity when the World Pog Federation and the Canada Games Company reintroduced them under the Pog b- uh, brand name in the 90s because of what Connor just read with the school teacher sort of bringing them back and it spreading like wildfire. Before you go on. Yeah. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but now is prime time to bring it up again. I did, in fact, go to a World Pog Federation tournament in Toronto in the early 90s at what used to be Ontario Place. Man, what used to be Ontario Place? I still, you know what? I still have the Pogs. I will. Yeah? I don't have any of my Pogs. I'll set a reminder. Oh, I still have all of them. I'll set a reminder in my phone to grab some pictures of it next time I'm home, and I will show you. Okay, I am very interested in this. That's pretty cool. Uh, so the Pog fad soared and peaked around the mid-90s. Pogs were being handed out and for everything, opening bank accounts, even in McDonald's Happy Meals, which we'll actually get to in a little bit. So let's talk about Pogs. Um, I'm almost positive I have Alf Pogs. Did they? I think they uh, made I think I've seen pictures pogs. of real Alf Pogs. I know that. Okay, so here's here's what I had. I know I have a bunch of hockey Pogs. Makes sense. I have Power Rangers Pogs. Ooh. I have Lion King. I had Lion King. Okay. I had Pocahontas. Star Trek. Ooh. Spawn and Gargoyles. Yeah. Those were in there. The Star Trek ones are apparently rare. We're gonna get. Oh, into, are they really? Oh, we're gonna. Get oh, I have a bunch of those. Of, uh, of things. Oh well, rare does not mean valuable, friends. So don't get too excited. 
Unless rare does mean valuable. Uh, I don't know. You can buy a box of like these Power Rangers. They didn't call them Pogs. They called them something. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. Because um, it wasn't officially licensed Pog. They sell like an entire box of them for, I think it was like 30 or 40 bucks on eBay. I went to like a trading card show. So it was mostly for sports cards, um, but they had like magic cards and that kind of thing there. And this must have been ooh, 2000, maybe 2000 on the nose, 2001. And they had a Wayne Gretzky Pog that was selling for $10. And I have that Wayne Gretzky Pog. So like you bought it or you? No, no, no I own it. it. Like I, I had it before going in. So I might be a rich man right now. Actually. That could be that could be worth twenty, thirty dollars, maybe even a hundred. Tens of dollars. That's a good return on investment, at least. Yeah. Oh, they were called Star Disc coins. That's what the Star Trek pogs were called. Oh, okay. Yeah, because again, they weren't they weren't licensed. They were just cardboard cardboard discs. Anyone can make a cardboard disc, but only the World Pog Federation can make pogs. That makes sense. Ooh, the ten rarest pogs. This is exciting. So Chris found an article called the 10 rarest pogs from the 1990s. This is very exciting. How far down do I have to scroll off center pogs? That's yeah. not rare. That's a misprint. Yeah. Misprints are always a little bit of a thing. True. Yeah. Nine. nine we've got the Power Rangers power coins. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, Earthbound pogs. I definitely do not have any Earthbound pogs. Yeah. I, I mean... I didn't care about Earthbound at all until Super Smash Brothers. For those not familiar, Earthbound is the game that NES comes from. If yeah. you've ever played Smash Brothers, you are familiar with NES. And therefore familiar with Earthbound. True. At least as much as you need to be. Yeah. Uh, so Simpsons ones, those were also not real pogs. Sky Caps, they were called. Uh, the Bart Simpson one apparently is the rarest. Oh, okay. Uh, six Random House pogs? Yeah. That's okay. Pretty random. Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah. Uh, what's five? Five is the, uh, what was it? I already oh. forgot how to pronounce this, dairy. Haleakala? Yeah, sure. Uh, they're pogs dating back to the late 70s. Ooh. Yeah. That's um, exciting. Uh, so the Star Trek star discs are at number four on the list. That is... Yeah, the rarest ones apparently are a gold-rimmed card featuring Scotty and McCoy. Oh, I don't know if I have any, like, original series. I think mine are all the next generation. It's, it says these are just next gen, but I guess they peppered in a Scotty or a McCoy. Oh, it might have been okay. It might have been from their appearances in the next generation. Uh, McCoy appeared in the uh, oh, pilot. Oh, you're right. And then Scotty appeared in the episode Relics. Yeah. Okay, what's a three? Something called Merlin Premier League Magic Caps. Uh, so Premier League being the European Soccer League, right? Yes, definitely. Okay. Totally. I don't know. Um, the there's no fuck? information. Wizard of Oz Pogs. I didn't know that was even a thing. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, what's the number one? No Fear Pogs. You know what? I might have some... Oh, wait, no. Okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll read this one since it is apparently the rarest Pogs. Yeah. Quite possibly the rarest set of Pogs in existence. Rumor is uh, a couple of boxes got sent to one store in Texas and the rest were destroyed. Uh, someone wants $750 for the complete set, which is kind of crazy. Don't you kind of want to buy that, though? $750 is not, like, an unconscionable amount of money. For Pogs, though? Well, it is for Pogs, but, I mean, like, if you 
If you were robbed of $750, this would not be a life-changing event for you. I'd be pretty bummed. Yes, but it would not change your quality of life. No, yeah, I, could, I could make it by. We could buy the rarest pogs in existence. Doesn't that, doesn't that tickle you a little bit? If there is a way to properly make this happen, I would ask you to call Talia right now and say you are seriously considering what, spending $750. Not only do I not need her permission. Oh, I know. This but is the like, kind of dumb thing I think she expects of me. Yeah. Oh, you bought $750 worth of pogs today. <laughs> That's fucking great. And I will look at her and show off my pogs. You know what you would do? Yep. Just grab a slammer and just toss it on the ground. Ooh, make my... Yeah, that's a bold statement. Come on and slam. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the, the jam. jam. Man, I wish that... Fuck, why isn't there a Pog movie? I might have to buy these just to go through this whole thing. I think we can bring Pogs back. We can bring Pogs back for sure. Yeah. Uh, what uh, else do we have to say about Pogs other than we are bringing them back and hopefully in elf form? They can we came, get elf in on this? They came in as a tidal wave... And they went out like the tide, with a, with just the reg regular tide. With a whimper, they not just a bang. disappeared. They, I don't know. They just they faded out of existence, like so many things that fade out. Like, I don't know. I miss pogs, but I don't think I have any anymore. I miss pog tubes. Those things are cool. Yeah, I've got. I'm pretty sure I've got at least a tube and a half. Yeah, I have a blue tube and an orange tube. Even tubes were cool in the 90s. we got to talk about 90s tubes sometime. I don't think that's a thing. Dude, okay, pogs. Like male tubes? Um, mm -hmm. Male tubes, maybe. Fucking habit trail tubes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're not actually going to talk about tubes. I think we just did. Done. We've got pog tubes. We've got right. those. Yogurt tubes and mini M&Ms. Oh, push pops. They're your <laughs> 90s tubes. I think we're done with this comment. We're with this topic now. <laughs> we're almost, we're like... I'm surprised it just didn't derail the podcast. Stuck in the 90s is also brought to you by the tubes of the 90s. Delivered to you on a series of tubes that originated in the 90s. The oh, internet. This is painful now. All right. Take it away. <laughs> take it away. Take the reins. You got this. Oh, God. So next we're going to talk about bubble tape, which does not come in tube format. Comes in a tape. <sighs> Isn't there a gum tube? If you do not remember it. Uh, it's bubblegum presented in a roll of tape. That's pretty much it. Bubble tape was produced uh, by W.M. Wrigley Jr. Company, introduced in 1988, Year of Our Lord, and also Year of Our Birth. Yeah! It experienced its greatest popularity in the early 90s due to its unique packaging and directly marketing to preteen children. Quote, it's six feet of bubblegum for you, not them. Them referring to parents or just adults in general. Considering it seems like we were the exact demographic they were marketing this towards, it's no wonder I think we remember this so fondly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So bubble tape comes in small, round, plastic containers sized similar to a hockey puck. It contained six feet, or 1.8 meters, of gum wrapped in a spiral. The container functions much like a tape dispenser, although the top half can be removed or just broken off. Did you ever see a kid crack open a bubble tape and oh, just take a bite out of it? Yeah, that's like blasphemy i never did that i wouldn't do that it's that's awful. like fucking that's like eating all like taking a bite out of your cheese string oh, well that i've done uh yeah but i lot. mean okay that's yeah. but you still you're still not supposed I get to it. don't you no. feel no i feel guilty like i've done it yeah exactly yeah i don't you feel, feel good like, about it you feel like you just did something you're not supposed like to. i cheated on a test yeah um so bubble tape is kind of weird it's covered in a white powdery substance that is heroin probably not heroin and is more likely cornstarch 
uh, as to prevent itself from drying out and sticking, and then you can't pull the bubble tape out of the tape, and you never buy it again, then and you your hopes and dreams are ruined. Well, yeah, then maybe you have to take a bite out of it. It's also been said uh, that that white powdery substance is some kind of powdered sugar or sugar substitute, or possibly even ground granite. Although we can't find any sources to back that one up. Yeah, I think, I don't know where that one, I don't know. That's strange. Probably not rocks. Probably not. Yeah. So bubble tape is one of the many Wrigley gums made under the Hubba Bubba brand. And I think getting back to my favorite gums, they were all from Hubba Bubba. Oh, Bubblicious? Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't uh, love that. Yeah, Bubblicious was so good. The cubes. Yeah. Yeah, or rectangular prisms, if we're being a little more accurate. Nailed it. Yeah, and you remember uh, the bubble jug? Oh, I do remember bubble jug. I love the bubble jug. You just like fucking unscrewed the top of this little tiny jug and just ate these little bubble pellet crystal things, just chewed it around, and then you had you had some gum. Yeah, it turned it like congealed into a blob. It was very weird. Yeah, the best thing about all of these is, well, except for Bubblicious, there's, there's no portion control. You can have as much or as little as you want. Yeah, and the weird part about this is that our American audience may not remember this as much as we do because the Hubba Bubba brand was discontinued in the U.S. in the early 90s, but it did return in 2004. In Canada, it rode strong through the 90s, even being a sponsor of the YTV game show, Uh Uh-Oh. Yep, each member of the audience goes home chewing Hubba Bubba or something like that. They sure do. Yeah. I was watching some some clips from Uh Uh-Oh when researching this just because i wanted something a little more concrete than a line in wikipedia just telling me this Mm. uh which is more than we usually do but whatever i got to watch them uh oh we got to focus on uh oh one of these days for you american listeners out there it was a weird canadian tv show but we'll save that for when we get to it people get slimed it's a whole thing yeah it was pretty cool um I don't think I really have anything else to add all all i know is that i now have a strange aversion to tubes yeah Fucking tubes are the best. No, they kind of are great. Yeah, I tubes are I can't be awesome. mad about tubes. The fact that Hubba Bubba never produced any kind of gum tube is... You guys missed out okay. on a perfect marketing opportunity for that decade. One final question. Are Eminem Minis the greatest ripoff of all time? What are they ripoff of? No, just like they're like they're highway robbery to begin with. You're paying like oh, a dollar yeah, a for like a quarter of a pack of Eminems. Uh, I don't think you're paying a dollar for those. Maybe if you bought like a four pack at Walmart, but... When do you usually get M&M Minis at, like, a convenience store? You're paying at least two bucks for that. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, they... Just the whole thing is upsetting. Did you know that if you go see a movie at Cineplex and order a kids combo, you will get a tiny popcorn or a tiny drink, and you will still get M&M Minis? Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know that, because I haven't had a kids combo in probably over 20 years. Yeah, that's what Tally orders, because she's fucking insane. Why? I think it's because she just... split a popcorn? Well, it's because she just wants a little bit of everything, and I don't eat popcorn. Okay, that makes sense. But it's like, it's weird. Yeah. Though. I mean, sometimes you just want small portions of food. I don't. I guess. I don't either. uh, I could use some large portions of food. All right. Well, on that peculiar note, uh, I have nothing else to add. How about you? No, other than tubes. Oh, film canisters. Those oh, are those, those are 90s tubes for sure. Yeah. Oh, also, we might start a podcast about cryptocurrency. Yeah. More on that later. Get at us if, like, oh, if you I know, just want to know what you have to if say. If you know it. anything about cryptos, yeah, get at us. We might uh, we might invest the money that we made from our dick-themed coloring book in cryptocurrency. 
all of this sounds like a terrible idea. It super is. You can find cockadoodles on Amazon. Yeah, let's plug that. We're yeah. on Amazon. Fucking free shipping. Add it to your order for free shipping. Yeah, Prime. do it. Prime. In Canada, at least. Cockadoodles. Like, a very adult coloring book. It's full of wieners, and we have enough money from it that we're willing to throw it away on Bitcoin and Bitcoin's smaller market cap friends. Yeah, mostly the smaller market cap friends. For sure. Dogecoin to the moon. To the moon. As always, check us out online, facebook.com slash stuck in the 90s podcast, stuck in the 90s podcast.com. That's a thing. Instagram, stuck in the 90s podcast. You get it. I'm saying the word stuck in the 90s <laughs> podcast a lot. You super are. We're online. Find us. Yeah, you know what to do. Google's a thing. I'm sure we're searchable, maybe. Twitter, sit 90s. Send us an email. Be a $10 sponsor. Will you be as strong as Ben Savage? Will you be as savage as Ryder Strong? I don't know. Yep. But Stuck we'll in the 90s podcast at gmail.com. And if you know anything about cryptocurrency or want to help us lose all of our money, uh, let us know. Cryptocurrency, $750 in pogs. Who knows? Ooh, we could be rich people. We have bad ideas. We have a lot of bad ideas and, and we're you're willing. listening to one of them. Yeah, exactly. All right. I like this podcast. I do too. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being here or downloading and not listening. That's, that's fine too. That's all right. For now, though, the podcast is, is now Bitcoin. Oh, we, we were, were on the close. same page. Yeah, same wavelength, different, uh, different frequency. Just so you know, we never discussed this beforehand. We discuss very little, actually. <laughs> we kind of just feel like, uh, like we talk about, we talk for like a good half hour usually before every episode. Yeah, and then it's just, but not about the podcast. It's just no. like, okay, let's do this.